May 15th, Flyover Live. It's the Roast War Championship, RWC Anderson. That's right. The Warriors of the Roast War Championship are bringing the cage to Anderson on May 15th. And you will see the Dead Dancing Bear, Patrick Murray versus DJ Dangler in the main event, plus many other amazing battles. See comic versus comic inside of a steel cage. You, the audience, get to decide the outcome. And if you're not happy, you're welcome to throw some popcorn at the cage as well. May 15th, check out RoastWarChamp.com or at RoastWarChamp on Facebook for more information. All right, y'all, want to give you guys a heads up where I'm going to be coming up in the next uh, couple of months. Uh, every Tuesday, you can find me at Top Live Trivia um, at Kettletop Brewhouse. Uh, on March 26th, I'm doing Seinfeld Trivia at Fives Live uh, uh, at Fives Tap House. And then coming up comedy, we have March 24th, we have Jay Hunter coming in. April 7th, we have Sarah Huntington coming in to Uncle Buck's Comedy Hour. Both of those at Kettletop Brewhouse. Both of those are free shows. Um, and I will be doing a roast on April 30th in Evansville, Roast War championship may 15th i will be doing um uh uh the roast war championship obviously coming in anderson and then on may 22nd i will be opening for chris Kitan at beeson hall in franklin so you guys get your tickets for those um at mad hatter shows and everything else you can find uh on my social media at uncle buck's house thanks y'all let's get into the episode You guys fucking giggling. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my lord. <laughs> Welcome to Uncle Buck's house. I am your host, Kyle Buck. I do have a co-host. His name is Nick Oaks. He's one of my best friends in the world. <laughs> I love it. What were we laughing at? Our producer and host with the most over here at Flyover Studios, BJ. The BJ. Um, anything goes here. We have some very fun things going on, some fun conversations all the time. It's very security. Zero six, zero six, zero six. The mark of Take the Take out the zeros. Yeah. That McDonald's is the devil. Uh, oh, God. Beach is like, real glad I gave these guys a show. Yes, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Uncle Buck's house, and uh, thanks so much for popping back by. Um, we uh, are looking forward to a lot of cool shows coming up, um, so check out at Uncle Buck's house uh, for all of that information. Um, but before we uh, introduce our guest, I want to go ahead and say hi to Nick, who's with me as always. How's it going, man? Hey, man, what's up? Um, it is happy. Uh, it is happy time. I, I always say something really fucking weird in the first 30 seconds. It's it happy is happy. Time. It is happy times. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hercules, Hercules. Hercules. Um, but no, we, we are happy to have uh, our guests in here, returning guests um, that we just have so much fun with, and we've got a lot of fun conversations in store today. Uh, ben Howard, comedian Ben Howard, actor, screenwriter. Uh, all of the above. Wow, you're just really laying it <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm setting up He's way too actor, much expectation. He's a screenwriter, an improviser, and a damn fine gentleman. It's Ben <laughs> Howard, ladies and gentlemen. Ben Huard. Um, yeah, that's me. Hello. Uh, it's good to be back yeah. here in Uncle Buck's house. You should switch around the first three letters of your name from Howard to Huard. That Huard? W-H-O. Like Stephen Colbert and just like... Yeah, or Huard. Do one of the... Yeah, I could go Scandinavian and put like little two dots. Yeah, the umlaut. Yeah. 
the umlaut, yeah, the yeah. umlaut. I only remember that from uh, Guitar Hero. There was the there was the big Norwegian metal looking guy whose name was right. Umlaut, and I'm like, that's a dope ass <laughs> name for somebody. And I Googled it, and turn, turns out the two dots on top of vowels in the in Nordic languages is called the Umlaut. Damn, so, I learn something and, new every uh, day. Yeah, and the dot on top of the I or the lowercase J is a uh, uh, called a tittle. That's fun. Yeah, so I, I forgot the name. I was trying to to, to do a mock uh, kind of sketch <clears throat> um, drawing of. It's a logo that we're gonna need for the movie, um, and it's like a, a company name. And yeah. I the, the and symbol is in it. Oh and yeah. I needed a reference. I had to Google it, and uh, I forgot that's called an ampersand. ampersand. Yeah, ampersand. That's crazy. Man. Yeah. It's nuts, and it's like it's it's so strange to like. Now you I'm know. just trying to drop that in the conversation. I'm just trying to yeah. use ampersand. I'm just in going. Conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm getting some education today. I yeah. Well, forgot and all what's this funny stuff. is that and is just a shorted is the last three letters of ampersand, and it's like people just said fuck ampers. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> yeah. realize that. Yeah, ampersand. Fuck yeah. ampers. Yeah, and, the fuck ampers, and, dude. I mean, and is a little easier. So I, yeah, fuck ampers. Well, I think what I think people got confused because Wait, were people saying the full word ampersand <laughs> I, I, before and. <laughs> I hope fucking hope so. I need to go to the store, ampersand. I need to go to the gas station, ampersand. I need to get a divorce. Like, this is like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, how? But imagine, uh, but okay, so and is just one syllable. Could you imagine how much time of our lives we would waste if we said Were two extra syllables? Just saying the full word? Yeah, I, they, I don't at know. some point in history they had to have yeah. what a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid Greeks or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. No, it was them. And oh then so so then whoever it was must have shortened it down to and and then someone from there is just like, you know what? Fuck the word altogether. Make a squiggly fucking it's th- gonna shit be a out symbol, of it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's gonna be a symbol. And it's uh, you know What if it was the other way around? Like and was always a thing and somebody along the line goes, You know what? I like the word amper. We're just gonna put Amper's hand on here. Yeah, and that's what it is now. That's way too backwards. Who would, you don't add on to words? There's an upside down. Yeah, it could be. It could. It could go the other way, and it could actually, you know, be. Uh, who? It could just be a mistranslation from Amber's hand. I like. Oh. I like. Wouldn't be surprised if, like, we found out if you googled it, like Ben Franklin came up with, like, we should get rid of the Ampers. Like, and, like <laughs> only say and. Well, we uh, we actually talked a little bit. Uh, about like stories like Ben Franklin like Ben Franklin's been accredited with so many you know inventing so many things right but like uh, history has a way of like sort of funneling these these um, discoveries just to the person who publicized it right not necessarily I mean, the person who I mean discovered Edison it. and the current yeah. the yeah, yeah. electronic current thing. absolutely Fuck and so uh, and so yeah that's that's so interesting that like yeah if you look that up it probably would be attributed to someone who you know just because that kind of adds to the legit the legitimacy of it sometimes yeah um, no, but yeah, good so to be back in the Bucks house though. Absolutely, man. We're we're happy to have you back. Uh, it is uh, going to be a fun episode. But the first thing I want to get into um, is something that that I guess that we all watched last night, which was um, the fights, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sp- well, specifically the fight uh, that you know Steve Miocic got folded. Um, <laughs> I pretty call, hard. You remember I called that? I mean, everybody called it. It's yeah, 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 Ganu, yeah, But yeah. I had never, I didn't really know anything about these fights going in, and we're sitting there, and I'm a little crossfady. Yeah. I, they showed Miocic before the fight. Yeah. I just looked into his eyes and I turned to all of you and I was like, this dude's about to go down quick. Yeah. I was like, this dude's going down quick. And it, also just the two of them next to each other. It fell over as, at, like, before the fight even started. And yeah. Ganu's twice his size. I mean, 
He's yeah, but he's knocked out Nagano in the past. Well, yeah, and yeah. that's because Nagano his his cardio was shit. Yeah, he couldn't wrestle, uh, and that's oh, okay. that's why his cardio was shit is because so, he couldn't so his, wrestle. So his chin was the was was uh, better now than it was. Well, I, I think he took, he took a couple hard there's, shots from Stipe and and just looked right back at him. There's a that difference. was the moment I I sorry I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but as far as Stipe uh, as far as chins go, uh, Nagano took a couple hits from Stipe. And just like looked at him, and I'd, I saw Stipe's eyes, and he was like, "This is just not the way this is gonna go." Yeah. Well, there's there's a difference in getting hit in the face and being fresh, and there's a difference in getting hit in the face in face and being tired. When you're tired and you get hit, you're more likely to just go down on a shot that you probably wouldn't go down in the first few rounds. But if Ngannou hits you, it doesn't fucking matter. And that's the thing. Like if Stipe hits Ngannou. He hits Nganu, and you saw it. Like he, he was hit, he got hit a few times, and actually, right before the knockout, and uh, Miocic hit him with the yeah, he it was like him, a right, it was a right, it was a right, hit him, and it hit him good. But Nganu just ran right through it and, and hit him and, with that left. Nganu got some of his best hits in from Miocic's back. Yeah, when he had him on the ground, and yeah. that's that is where he he is. got like four in a row on that dude. Just haymakers, dude. His his yeah. wrestling was just it looked it was like so much it was better. mechanical, yes. dude. Yeah. It was like he's definitely. I have been practicing was, yeah. this. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely. Yeah, his his takedown defense was far better than it was, you know, a long time ago. And I'm not even someone who follows the UFC a lot. Like I literally only watched like the UFC breakdown that showed like highlights from that fight and just you know things that you know and kind of the the lead up up to it and you know um and we after the show last night popped over there and watched it and like um yeah he he just didn't look anything like you know that same that same fight um the way me uh, the way miocic like went down just that leg full yeah back that's behind yeah him, that's like oh that's how you yeah. win a title yeah. yeah also if you get if anybody gets a chance look at look at uh uh vicente luque and tyrone woodley it was the co-main oh, yeah. event yeah we watched vicente that vicente yeah. luque just sent Tyrone Woodley to another planet. He yeah. hit him so hard. Is that that rainbow haired dude? Yeah, it was a guy. No, it, that was no, Sean no, no. O'Malley. Sean O'Malley. And that was a good fight too. Yeah. Sean O'Malley yeah. looked fantastic. The the one this is the one that you guys he said he was drunk as soon as he got hit. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, dude, yeah. he was yeah. stumbling yeah. all over the place. Dude. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. As soon as he got hit. Yeah, he, he looked drunk, man. I think <laughs> I think Luke is gonna be the next he's he's a black belt in jujitsu and his stand up. I mean you he's he has rockets for Yeah, but he beat he beat Woodley, which is not saying a whole lot. Yeah, that's true. That's Woodley true. is. He, I mean, he's out of his prime for sure. He's yes. thirty-eight. I think yeah. he, he he should be done. I think but, he's lost like. Yeah, five this isn't in a twenty row. fifteen, twenty sixteen. Tyrone yeah, which means that was his last fight in her UFC contract. I think so, yeah. for and sure. he he kind of looked okay coming out of the blocks. Like yeah. I thought I was like, oh shit, I believe he's going to do a little something. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And yeah, then um, I definitely agree with you when it comes to the Sean O'Malley fight that he just like could have finished it and just didn't. That's which, I've said. Which that. I think is part respect, but also lack of killer instinct. I think it's I think it's a fifty. 50. Rainbow hair does not have the killer instinct. All right, he he doesn't have it. You look at those two fights back to back in Ganu and Rainbow hair, and it's Sean Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yeah, Rainbow hair. He he knocks the dude and then doesn't go after him on the ground. And you can call it respect all you want, and I love and that's and that's fine. Sportsmanship for sure, show it. But then you watch Ganu. 
and you watch the way Miocic folds. He may as well have been shot from a sniper through his head. He just yeah. went down. And Ngannou was like, I'm fucking, he's, he lands one more fucking hammer fist on that dude without question, without even thinking about it. Yeah. And this rainbow hair, yeah. he knocked that dude to the ground and he, he did it like three times. Yeah. He hit him and then he would just like step away. I'm like, there's no killer instinct there, dude. You're so, showing yeah, too much respect here. That's kind of his thing though. It's, I don't give a it's, fuck. It's called the walk off. It's good. I, that's it's well. That's gonna like come a, back to bite like him in the ass, dude. Thing. No, it, it totally will. He should not do that, especially yeah, especially with like the person he was fighting like that. I mean, he didn't look like he was dangerous, but he hit hard. One yeah. one hit, and that, that's all it takes. Yeah, uh, I mean, ultimately, it was entertaining to watch. I think we, I, I think we we only got there in time to watch those three fights, um, uh, because we were across the street, um, a block and a half away, uh, which we were laughed at by our buddies for driving that far um it started raining by the way yeah it was like raining. Uh, in the middle of the, their walk and so i'm like you golf know. ball sized raindrops they yeah, were they, fat they were pretty it heavy. was hailing where we yeah. were at that's nuts yeah I, I don't know that we had any of that we might have yeah. uh, but yeah we, we had some high winds and whatnot but uh but it was cool we were we uh, went up to the top of the high-rise apartments and uh chilled chilled at a penthouse and watch these these three fights and calling that place a penthouse is a stretch <laughs> i think that's just simply based that on is price. a dirty apartment at the top of an apartment building <laughs> I, you can call it a penthouse yeah for anderson I, I think that might penthouse. just be for rent price yeah. but i mean it, it, it is pretty spacious it's pretty cool but yeah 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 yeah, yeah. sorry we, 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 we were in the to shit on john's house <laughs> <laughs> like it's uh no yeah. it, it was a fun it's i appreciate him opening his home yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it, it was it was a good time. It was a good time, and uh, uh, but before that, we were across the street, and we had um, it was a really in, it was a really interesting night um, of comedy. So we had a uh, live album recording, which uh, I'm sure you'll yes. find some information on that coming out. I'm not gonna go ahead. I'm not gonna name the comedian right now. You've probably heard me talk about it, um, but it was an interesting set nonetheless. Ben had a great set per usual, um, which Thank was you. which was fun. Um, and he, he told a story about Bourbon Street to, to, oh. to people in Anderson. And it was so good. Um, it is so funny. Uh, because that's literally what it is. Is it's, it's an after hours? It was hours the last time club. you guys went, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. The story I told was basically just. It was. A, I figured it'd be a good opening to the set. I didn't think it. I was watching my tape back. I didn't expect that to go five minutes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, fool. but I was a fool. I was milking some stuff for sure, but. Uh, yeah, I wanted to open with just about Anderson. Got a love-hate relationship with that town. I do love it. I love yeah. it. But goddamn that town. Yeah, yeah it almost stole your credit card. It almost stole my credit card. Your car? I, I've left my debit card there before. My car broke down. I've never woken up in that place without a hangover. Yeah, like, <laughs> until this morning. Except today. Today yeah. was the first time because I learned. I've learned. It took yeah. too long, but I learned. I yeah. was like, I'm sticking to one liquor. Yeah. I'm going to pace myself. Yeah. I'm, and you're going to avoid hanging out after hours at a at Kmart a fucking, turn. Yeah, at, at a yeah. fucking... Uh, I don't even know what that place is. It's like, a, yeah. I remember being a toddler and shitting my pants in that building. <laughs> <laughs> and being ashamed to show my mom, so I went and hid in the coats, the circle of coats. I always hid in the coats. It was yeah. Great. I, I just threw my, my, my underwear in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> I did it once. I thought I had to fart, and it wasn't. <laughs> It was a bad day. Um, but yeah, no the the uh, the show was fun, um, and uh, the crowd was cool. But uh, but uh, the the headliner was a little different, um, and it's 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 alt comedy. Yes, yeah. It, it was it, it was really more of a one man show than a stand up comedy album. 
um, right. which which was fine, uh, but I think people were just kind of not expecting that. Right. Uh, and what I mean by that is he had a he had a funny thirty to forty five minutes in there that was uh, you know good pacing uh, for the most part, but then at uh, like the last fifteen minutes he got very real. And I, and I only kind of laugh about this talking about it just because I can remember the kind of that was the that was what resonated through the rest of the crowd is they just didn't know how to feel about it like you could you could tell that there was someone on stage being sincere about what they're talking about but you're also supposed to be at a comedy show yeah let me say comedian comedians aren't supposed to actively cry on stage which he did twice yes and so what yes <laughs> cry yes. okay. I've cried was, offset. Was, 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 was pulled. <laughs> what, what, he didn't openly weep. He was pulled to tears twice, talking about things that were very, you know, personal and deep. Um, Something meant for a therapy session. Uh, yeah, or a one-man show. Sure. That's sort of how it's going to be, you know, um, portrayed, and that's cool. And like, and, and honestly, like, it held people's attention. It was it was interesting to watch, but it, it just people were not sure how to react. You know, and it's uh, it, it was it was something that like I hadn't experienced before, and now a lot of the crowd were friends and family that you know came they were in from all out packed of town. with his friends and family. That's like and, that's yeah. who the crowd was. Yeah, and and there was maybe a, a there was maybe a dozen or more people that were you know the the regulars that come out to Kettletop Comedy and, right. and and our friends and whatnot. So um, they were not really prepared for this, and I don't and I could tell that <laughs> his friends and family was. were not prepared for this. I and wish was, I would have seen it. Yeah, it you was. Know, you know me. I do my set and then I go chill with a. Well, the good thing is it's been recorded to be kept oh, right, and distributed. So, I can listen to it so back. at some point, this will be available, and you know, is it just audio or is it? Yeah, it's it's just audio, which is interesting because he did some visual jokes, and <laughs> but not that that like Ben said that doesn't take away from the audio. Yeah, experience. I've said this before because yeah, you 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 have brought up that point a couple times that like. You know, some of these jokes, you're doing visual jokes, but you're recording the audio. And I get that for sure. But yeah, I've said too, I'm like, I grew up, I, you know, come up listening to just audio mm-hmm. only bits. And like I said, I was like, they didn't start doing visual jokes when the special was invented. Like that's not, you know, there's always, they were doing visual act outs and stuff on stage before. Like you listen to old Brian Regan albums yeah. and stuff. He's definitely doing act outs. But it's kind of the thing, like with with uh, like what Steven Spielberg did with Jaws, where it's like we're not going to show you the shark because what your mind is conjuring is scarier than anything I could show you on screen. It is a similar vibe with the comedy album, where it's like I don't, I can't see what he's doing, but I'm picturing what's going on, and it's yeah, funnier. What in would my make head. me laugh? Exactly. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and so you know that that will. Um, hopefully transfer pretty well it'll be certainly interesting to listen back to but all all in all it was entertaining and it was a fun show i think you're gonna start to see a lot more comics like that man yeah a lot of newcomers and he and he's definitely uh someone with more of an acting um and improv background and that kind of resonated like like there's just sort of a uh there's just sort of a different vibe on stage then when you you, you kind of know you're looking at an actor that's doing comedy. Yeah, I don't as think that guy to, is a. Com- I don't think he is a comic. Yeah, He's a, he, he may, might be a comedic actor. Yes, a, that a that does comedy. He's not a comic. Stand-up, I, yeah. I YouTubed him before the show. Yeah, there's not one scrap of footage of him doing stand up. Yeah, am um, I the only one that doesn't like improv? I graduated. I love yeah, I, I, if you watch it from, I graduated from an improv theater. Like, like I, I love like I'm, what I'm talking about is is like I love Second City. I love people that are like good at improv, 
but I've been invited to like, hey, we have an improv show I want you to come to in Ohio. Yeah, dude, those yeah. are hit and miss. And I'd rather yeah. it be in prison. Those are hit and miss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just, and there's three people there. Yeah. And well, actually six. Three people are fans. The other three are, are, are your friends you invited to yeah. it. Yeah. And the other people are also in improv troops. Yes. That are just there to support. And then yeah. we don't laugh or clap, and they're mad at us for at least six months. Yeah. Well, that's, dude, that's the, I, like I said, I went through this all. This is all a true story. Yeah. yeah I'm, dude, I'm that's, with you. Dude, yeah. I went through all eight levels of uh, the, the Torch Theater in Phoenix, and that was probably over, just over a year of training, just going through all the, the levels of that. And the people that ran that theater, great people. They all came from Chicago, I think, and studied with, at Second City and stuff like that. There's a lot of talent in that theater. But when we were learning long-form improv, not short-form, which is like the uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway, that's short-form improv. It's very gamey. Game style, yeah. It's very gamey, yeah. Long-form is basically an improvised play. You get you have like 25 minutes, usually, to go out and create a show. There's a lot of technique happening that you wouldn't really know as an audience member. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Nothing is scripted, obviously, or planned out beforehand, but there is a lot of technique. Have you seen the special on Netflix? But my, my point is it can go badly <laughs> yeah. very easily. <laughs> and I've seen it, and I've been a part of it, and it happens. Because so. I've watched all those old Second City on YouTube. Anything I can get yeah. from the early, you know, even 70s and yeah, 80s. And SCTV. Look up, oh, yeah. uh, look up uh, ASCAT on on youtube that's uh amy poehler's yeah uh, uh amy poehler's old troop um who started the upright citizens brigade the the ucb theaters, oh yeah which yeah. have now become a staple of, of improv yeah. um there's some there's like two 45 minute uh sets on youtube if you just type in ask cat improv like two 45 minute videos and they're great they do a style called armando which is uh, you have a monologist come out and give a like a little monologue basically based off of uh, a suggestion someone will throw from the audience, and then that person will give a basically just what the, like you know they'll yell the word rubber and they'll be like rubber rubber rubber. All right, well rubber bands were always a thing, and they'll go off on like a monologue or something that just has to do. And through the monologue, the improvisers are listening to this person and they're taking little bits, story point information stuff, and then they go out and they basically do just a run of scenes off of it. It's very when you're seeing top level improvisers pull this shit off, it's phenomenal. It, it but really then you is. go to a local black box theater, and you're like, "This is a waste of my Friday." Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a like I, I think hit and miss is the ultimate because there are so few people that can do that sort of long form theater like the like the Netflix uh, special uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz, Schwartz. is great. so so good yeah. just two guys those are long form improvisers Thomas Middle Ditch and uh, uh, ben, Schwartz. Uh, ben Schwartz that's right <laughs> John Ralphio hey. I don't know how you remembered that one yeah, um, <laughs> yeah for the, uh, yeah if people don't know uh, Ben Schwartz he's uh, John Ralphio on uh, Parks and Rec but yeah they do I think there's I think they're nearly that long they're maybe more like half hour but he, there's two of them on there and they are so good they're just taken from the audience the stories from the audience and they turn them into just this whole show where they both play multiple characters and it's just these two guys it's super cool what they, on that what, show. what they do is very tough uh two-person improv troops are tough yeah and i i you rarely see what they did which is playing multiple characters in the same scene together yeah that's talent because you have to keep track of what the hell's going on yeah i was going up with a five-person improv troupe like that's you know i was on a house team for a while with, with, with the torch and we it was five of us it was uh, two dudes and three chicks that actually that my improv theater was actually pretty dominated by women they're v very talented 
I guess for a while in the early stages of improv, it was a very uh, male-dominated thing, and it, it got pretty fucking chauvinistic apparently in a, a lot of uh, in, a, in a lot of areas. It was very not like women appropriate. They were dropping cunts and all sorts of shit. Uh, to the, Damn. Like yeah, it was just a lot of. Uh, uh, not women friendly, I yeah. guess. At, at first, uh, yeah, I guess. In the, I've just yeah. read and whatever. Don't you tell women what they should be offended yeah, by? Yeah, but uh, dude, w- women are the fucking champions of <laughs> uh, of of improv now, though. I mean, yeah, and and there are just so many damn good ones. Jenny Slate is incredible. She's fun oh, to yeah, listen yeah. to, uh, fun to watch. And I just and you know, go to Comedy Bang Bang, dude, and you'll kind of best shows ever. hear all that. What was that show that Nick Kroll was doing? Kroll show. I can't remember. He he was on stage where he was doing sketch. Oh, he did no. He did. Oh. He was up on stage and he was oh, like, I'm "Fabrice, Fabrice, are you talking about that?" He's done that. Or and the one he, he did with John Mulaney. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah, yeah. hello. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was some. That was some. That was great. Yes. That was some great character acting from both of them, and also the the way that they were able to put put turn it into an interview style, and where they would bring celebrities mm-hmm. on to yeah. on stage. It's to, too much tuna. <laughs> would you say there's enough tuna? Uh, they were maybe great. too little. How how would you describe the amount of tuna on this sandwich? I felt like I was talking and, in like to Bernie Sanders. Yeah, at some oh, point. that's exactly. And it's and it's a yeah, it's a mound of tuna yeah, and saying. two tiny pieces like of bread. Two feet of tuna. <laughs> yeah, and the whole point of the prank show was to try and get your guest to say too much tuna. Yeah, it was yeah, it was hilarious. How would you describe this sandwich? That's that's like a TV show that they just did on stage. Yeah. Well, I did, wasn't it a TV show for a while, or was it like no, a no, like a, was, well, they, a they, shorts they, online? Maybe? They obviously filmed it for Netflix. No, they, it was just a Broadway show. Oh, I could have I could have sworn they did some sort of like filmed at a restaurant or something like well, that, they probably, that. Maybe tested out. I think the, they were yeah, definitely yeah shopping that would make shopping sense. those characters to see where they'd fit. I think that makes sense. That would make more sense. Um, but yeah, kind of speaking of of characters and whatnot, uh, Ben just recently you put out a sweet, <laughs> awesome, <laughs> sweet, sweet. Yeah, I don't know why sweet's what I went. It's so sweet. This video, it just is so. Darlin. Um, he put out an awesome impressions video and I know that like, you know, you you are are very multifaceted. You know, you you you're you're writing scripts, you're writing jokes, you're, you know, coming up, you you've already told me like a few sketch ideas that that you have mulling around and so you've got so much going on that you know you still find the time to put something like this together um, with uh, with help of uh, uh, your good buddy Jared. Yeah, um, just, shout out to Jared. Jared Saba, my yeah. writing partner and best friend. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. No, we were just chatting on the phone, and he's always wanted me to do something with impressions, which at this I only really it, it's a party trick. I don't do impressions on stage. I don't make impression videos. Yeah. Or but he's always wanted. It's like how? Like how have you not like try to utilize this as, as some a showcase? Sort of, I guess, but I'm just like because there's and, and and my answer every time is like because there's better people. Josh, yeah. Josh Robert Thompson, Jamie Costa, like uh, those uh, just to name two. I mean, like Frank Caliendo is obviously the gold standard of impressions. I think. Yeah. But yeah, Josh Robert Thompson, who was uh, Jeff Peterson on the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, uh, Jamie Costa, who does hands down the best Robin Williams in the world um i do a robin williams in the video but yeah. it's specifically robin williams from goodwill hunting well and w- what i think might be the uh like biggest benefit as like so i if i put myself in the place of a producer that is looking to produce a film um and i stumble across this like i might not be looking for someone to do robin williams in my movie right however the role that i'm looking for could require something that that you know uh, is similar to one of these impressions that you could do vocally that could you know 
make you maybe fit that role a little bit more. So I, I think that I, I think that there's a little bit more value than than just getting stuck in the impressions vibe, which for you sure. Know, and which, I'm not afraid to be stuck in the impressions vibe because yeah. I just I just won't keep doing it. Sure, absolutely, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and, and, and I think that's that's the, the we biggest were, part. We were know? trying to. I, I I think I don't remember. Thing. I think I just I had found the Jordan Peterson impression because just because I listened to his book on audiobook. And I was like, I think I can talk to this motherfucker. And I was, I think I ran it past Jared on the phone just to mess him with him. And, uh, and he was, he's like, dude, we got to do something with Jordan Peterson. And I was like, we could do videos. I came up with all these ideas. I was like, how about Jordan Peterson reading fortune cookies? And he's like, let's do that for sure. That's hilarious. Jordan Peterson auditioning for like Avengers roles, you know, like yeah. if he was Thanos or something, he's like reading Avengers roles. <laughs> Like, That's hilarious. So I was like, we might do that. And then Justice League came out, and I think I don't remember who it was. I think it was me. I don't remember. Um, I think we somebody pitched out. I was, we were like, let's do a bunch of my impressions, reviewing Justice League. That that could be fun. Yeah. Just kind of a half handed. But when Jared gets something in his head that he really wants to do, he'll annoy the shit out of you until you do it. There you go. And so he uh, he's like, Howard, you have that mic from your old podcast. He's like, just record some voices. And so I, you know, I'd set it up. I had him in my ear on the phone and I just improvised a bunch of, uh, yeah, bunch of random lines in different voices yeah that's hilarious and so uh you sent that over to him and he edited it up yeah and so he we're made gonna watch that look real pretty he, yeah. he made this thing into what it is i other than the voices which honestly i called him back when i saw the edit and i was like this thing is great except for my voices <laughs> i got real in my head about it and i still yeah. don't think they're the best thing ever but it's like they're it's and but and i'm not usually like that i know yeah. when i do something that is good i'm not always that forever just like oh i think it's i suck i'm not that guy i don't yeah. you know I don't have that much self hatred. Sure, Being a bit um, modest. Publicly, this, this was pretty good. Well, this I good. appreciate that. I just, I could not get. I guess it's hard. I just can't get past that. I know it's my voice. Yeah, and, yeah, oh, yeah. sure, absolutely. Just, yeah, and I've never experienced that. This is why because I don't mess with impressions. That much. I, I can't listen well, to a whole podcast. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and keep the uh, keep the audience uh, in in uh, suspense no longer. Um, let's go ahead and hit play on this. And so this has been doing. Uh, all celebrity impressions uh, over Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, extended cut. When I first saw the theatrical release of Justice League, I wanted to tear my fucking eyes up. And then one very simple thought occurred to me. Release the Snyder cut. But you didn't want to do that, did you, sport? You were too afraid of what you might see. All right, let's get serious, folks. Zack Snyder's Justice League is on one hand a masterpiece in superhero storytelling and on another more chilling hand a nightmarish hellscape of a future that absolutely will befall us at the hands of the Illuminati and the Clinton crime family. I like the theatrical cut of Justice League. I did. It was better. It was shorter. I, have, I don't have that many hours. People ask me all the time, Sir, 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 have you seen the Snyder cut? And I have to tell them, it's tremendous. I like it. It was great, but I didn't see it. Not yet. But I've heard good things. I have great people looking into it. I saw the Snyder cut it was great, great cinema, great movie. I, of course, was in Batman with the great Michael Keaton. <laughs> I'd like to come back, maybe as Alfred, the butler. butler. Master Bruce, it's time to wake up. It's morning. <laughs> the differences between Clark Kent and his alter ego, Superman, See, accurately seeing the picture makes the it even better. The, the, the Jordan Peterson's too good. Field coming to terms with his masculinity in a world dominated by femininity. Sorry about the spoilers. Is this a spoiler video? I don't watch my own films. And, uh, Johnny Depp. I don't watch this one either. 
I don't think it'd be fun to be a Batman villain, though. To wear a fun hat. <laughs> fun hat. Yeah, Justice League, Snyder Cut, DC finally getting their act together. Way to go, guys. Round of applause. Welcome to the big franchise game. I know a thing or two about that. Did you guys see Doolittle? I didn't. I am Iron Man. <laughs> I really love the character of Cyborg. Such depth. Such emotion. I really like that part where he was doing that stuff with the computers. In another life, I think me and such, Dark Side This is such a friends. niche impression I that no one gets. With his it's also not that good. Werner <laughs> Herzog. I can give you a better way to defeat the Dark Side. You must learn to use the Force. You come really with me to Aldran. <laughs> this is my favorite one. I love Hands Justice down. League. This movie was fun for the whole family. Except for that part where the Flash grabbed that hot dog. That was very suggestive. <laughs> is a character. This is the best one. No obstacles. Not in his personal life, as his daddy is in prison, but in his powers, the use of them. Absolutely no barriers. He can move at the speed of light. It's all green lights for the Flash, which is ironic because he's wearing a red suit. Symbolism, right? What is up is really down. <laughs> Left is right. North is south. That is story. At its finest, you don't have to take the journey of the story. Just let the journey of the story go through you. Green lights. <laughs> Bumper sticker. <laughs> My favorite character is Superman. Gandalf. Because he can fly, you fool. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I'm partial to Wonder Woman. She gets my robe hotter than the eye of Sauron. All right, that's it. We warned you once, Gandalf. <laughs> what did I say? Get him out of here. What did I say? You know what you said, Gandy. Get your hands off Put me. This on. PC culture is out of control. I love how Gandalf's a boomer. <laughs> I know, <dude. laughs> The soundtrack seemed to be dominated by feminine orchestral chanting. What was with the fucking Arabian Nights John throughout Malkovich. the whole thing? So good. It seemed to me to be a very intentional choice. Zack Snyder's <laughs> also me going, <laughs> <laughs> I noticed the same thing in that movie. Yeah, it was random. This movie was basically dragged out of the vault of the MK Ultra program, just dusted off, repurposed for your viewing pleasure, folks. This is mind control at its finest. What do you think CGI stands for? Come get it. It's feeding time. Well, not to give away too many spoilers, but a great example of the masculine and the feminine coming to a head in Justice League, the Snyder Cut, is when Steppenwolf's head is decapitated from his body. And this is very clearly shown as a feminine act, while it was Wonder Woman who did it. Arthur Curry, favorite character in Justice League. Aquaman didn't get to see a lot of his powers, <laughs> though. A little disappointing, although the film did take place on land. A little bit of a problem for Aquaman. I think in the future, maybe the Justice League should fight battles next to large lakes. Maybe the ocean. <laughs> After that, Aquaman, he'd probably give you the skinny on every Chris Nolan film of the Dark Knight trilogy. But you don't know anything about Martha, do you, Chief? And you wouldn't know anything about losing a son. You wouldn't know anything about that son's mother showing up to your ex-girlfriend's apartment trying to drag her back to the land of the living just to find out that mother's been a space alien the whole time. Come on, folks! You're gonna sit here and tell me that Darkseid doesn't represent everything that is bad and evil in this world and all the interdimensional demons that are coming in here every single day! This isn't your father's Justice League. That's your uncle talking. The damned fool. If you don't think there's lizard people after watching this movie, I don't know what to do for you. 
Okay, pause it there. This video should have ended right there. And I, it, it, it's too long. This video is too long. To ever, <laughs> I don't know, man. To, like, go viral. But uh, it's it, there's, like, another piece. You don't even have to listen to it. It's fine. It's voices you've already heard. Um, but I really, it's my one regret. I really wish we would have just considered cutting this off right here. Seeing the video, uh, like, when, when the um, clip started playing and how it all went together, like, yeah. that was flawless. Dude, that was fantastic. That's Jared for you right there. I had a very different vision of what it could look like. I was like, yeah, maybe it might be funny to find Google images of the voices and maybe find different pictures that fit the lines maybe. I, all I know is I did the voices. I emailed them to Jared. Jared's a fucking maestro, dude. I mean, he's he's a great editor. It's what he does by day. That's what he does as a day job, man. Yeah. He's, he's very, very good at it. Um, and that all the credit of why that is in any way visually <laughs> stimulating and even close to what you would call a narrative of an impression video, if that even exists, yeah. is totally credit to Jared. Yeah. Kudos, Jared. Yeah. So uh, we, we don't want to go into too many details here, but you guys, you, you, you've you finished a screenplay, you've landed on a final script, right? We've written the next Transformers uh, <laughs> sequel. That's, yep, Michael Bay reached out. Yeah. Um, he saw the impression video. He's like, hey, uh, we just want to blow a bunch of shit up. Yeah. And I was like, that's, yeah, exterior explosion. Yeah. Fade to black, the end. Yeah. He, uh, he just sends you an email that says, come get it. <laughs> yeah, come get it. It's yeah. feeding time. Yeah. Uh, that Alex Jones is not great either. It's too high. <laughs> it's too high. I can't get as low as a big guy like that. Yeah. But, got um, it retarded. Yeah, yeah. I'm got it retarded. Um, yeah, no, he... Uh, yeah, we just finished uh, uh, a script, a uh, feature-length film. Um, we, well, I mean, we finished the first draft, and then... I think we've been through about three different drafts now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're uh, waiting to kind of get it just right, just perfect to send Absolutely. it. Absolutely. To send it to our um, lead actor. But, I mean, it's, like, read-worthy. Like, yeah. we, we've both agreed. I'm like, we could shoot what's on the page right now, I'm, I'm, and I, I would be fine with this movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we got it. We got uh, two dudes that we really would like to hope to produce it. And, um, Absolutely. Know, anything can change. It's, 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 you know, it's an indie film we want to shoot ourselves. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty easy. It's shot POV style. There's, like, a guy behind the camera, kind of, uh, that's the vibe of the movie. So, so, so the next step is going to be raising funds, which is going to be a, l a little bit of a, could be a little bit of a challenge, but I think... You might want to look into some NFTs. They might be able to. Right. I think. Yeah. 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 We could maybe make some NFTs. That impressions video could be my NFT. Maybe. Yeah. Or several of them. Maybe. That's I, true. I, I, I don't could know clip how. Them up. I could sure. clip them up. Oh, absolutely. So uh, that actually is is uh, leads us into our next topic of conversation. Is uh, we've been I, I've been seeing these this acronym floating around the internet. Um, the term NFTs and like I really don't know how to explain it really well. And like everyone who I ask about it is like, oh, I've maybe seen it or heard of. NFT stands for non-fungible token. I hate the word fungible. Yeah, I was going to say, is that fungible? Fun <laughs> I hate fungible? that it's a, yeah, it's a fungi word. edible. It is. Yeah. I don't like it. I'd love a fungi edible, but uh, <laughs> but apparently this is not what that is. So so I found this video online, and uh, it's going to break down what NFTs are for anyone who might want to know, and we're going to give our give our uh, response. So. Um, you may have maybe this I can get your money. Second video artwork that sold for $6.6 million in late February. Or perhaps the video clip of a LeBron James slam dunk that a fan paid $208,000 to own. These transactions are part of a new digital investment craze that has exploded. We still have homeless year. people and they're, they're, they're buying that this for $208,000. So valuable. 
These digital assets are known as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. Blockchain technology allows these items to be publicly authenticated, serving as a digital signature to certify who owns it and that it is an original work. NFTs cannot be exchanged on a like-for-like -like basis, as each one is unique, in contrast to fungible assets like dollars, stocks, or bars of gold. Take it from art collector and investor Pablo Rodriguez Frale, who bought a 10-second video clip by artist Beeple in October and turned it around for $6.6 .6 million at the end of February. Same argument as, you know, you can go into, into the loop and take a picture of the Mona Lisa and you can have it there, but it doesn't have any value because uh, it, it doesn't have the provenance or the history of the work. Again, the reality here is that this is very, very valuable because of who is behind. The start of the rush has been linked to the launch of the NBA's Top Shot website, which allows users to buy and trade NFTs in the form of video clip highlights of games. A user paid $208,000 to acquire a clip of a LeBron James slam dunk. It's been really cool because we've launched the public beta in October, and already since then we processed over almost $250 million, million in transactions. Some athletes are seizing on the opportunity. Super Bowl-winning tight end Rob Gronkowski is launching his own digital trading cards as NFTs in March, telling Reuters he expects millions. This is a digital trading card that I am letting, you know, my fans be able to get a piece of the action and share these iconic Super Bowl moments with me in this all-new digital format. Examples That's who you want to take financial advice from. Yeah. There's a guy named Gronk. Yeah. of land in virtual environments, and even as digital memorabilia. Twitter boss Jack Dorsey has just put up for sale the first tweet ever. That's his Jack Dorsey. Own, from 15 yep. years ago. An early bid stood at $2.5 million. Dorsey has said proceeds will go to a charity fighting extreme poverty. Like many new niche investments, the irony of that. I'm going to sell this for $2.5 million and give the proceeds. Some monthly sales volume grow to $86.3 million in February, citing blockchain data. Just a year ago, sales were at $1.5 million. For now, enthusiasts and traders like NFT investor Nate Hart are caught up in the excitement. The hype is extremely high right now. I've used the analogy a couple times that, you know, early NFT guys have kind of been presented with the same opportunity as maybe people who found Bitcoin early. Nobody can predict the future, but the opportunity is huge. Okay. So, um, essentially, uh, for those of you at home that maybe didn't get all of that... Or fell asleep halfway yeah, through. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, what they're saying is that essentially there are these sports highlight clips, maybe 10 seconds long, um, that are tied to um, some individual piece of blockchain that makes it original and one of a kind... I don't even know. I don't get what the fuck a blockchain is. <coughs> I don't get. I don't like this digital bullshit of a world. <laughs> they're trying to like force us into. Can they? Can, a, like a blockchain is um, a chain of data that is encrypted, and so there's like basically computer programmers. They mine or code. Okay, what uh, is blockchain. that? Yeah, I'm I mine for the what? If they're Does basically that mean? Uh, they're blockchain. Basically coding. Blockchain is a system recording information in a way that makes it difficult and impossible to to change, hack, or cheat the system. A blockchain is essentially a digital uh, ledger or transaction that's duplicated and distributed across the entire network of computer systems on a blockchain. So it's like a digital contract. Mm -hmm. 
In it's a, in, a basically it's a chain of equations. It's basically yes. it's the simple way you say it's a, di- a digital record of transactions. Yeah, it's okay. a ledger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and, a ledger. And so be and because it doesn't have like a a base source, like you can hack into like like you can hack into Facebook. People can hack into Facebook because it's got you know um, you know it's replicated servers. a user. Yes, it's got servers to be hacked. Whereas blockchain is just all of the individual computers working. Okay. To 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 create. Well, this. let's not waste this whole episode explaining yeah. to to Howard <laughs> what the internet is. So 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 uh, in this situation, I what I don't get, about, and this is really what I don't get about cryptocurrency in general. I don't is, know how you keep make, just make up like, hey, now we have a new currency. So this yeah. is the problem with NFTs, as far as I can understand, is that you can only buy and sell them using a specific cryptocurrency called. <clears throat> Uh, either Bitcoin or... It's not or, Bitcoin. You can't use Bitcoin. No, it's... What's it called? The one with an E. What's it, Nick? You probably know. an A. I'm looking... Oh, is it Ethereum? Ethereum, Ethereum. Yes. You can only... You can only purchase it with Ethereum. Now, who is heavily invested into Ethereum? Uh, tell me. The twins. The the Facebook Winklevoss. twins. Winklevoss. Winkle... Yes. Zvinkle. Yeah, the Winklevoss twins. The Winklevoss twins. Yeah. Now, they are heavily invested into this. I think... Actually, it's Ether. E-T, uh, it's E-T-H-E-R. Oh, great. I'm, I'm now we're messing right with now. Ether. That's awesome. Yeah. Did anyone That's see the name Thor of the, the Dark yeah. World? Yeah. Or anyone ever hear NASA I, song? I have. I mean, it's neither uh, one. Yeah. I mean, either yep. one are brutal. Yeah. So I think they are pumping this up. You can only buy NFTs with that currency. Yeah. Right? Because it's on their blockchain. And yeah. And I, I've heard the argument made that what could be happening here is that in order they're pumping up this nft bullshit in order to basically get people into that cryptocurrency they are funding their own insurance Earth. like yeah. uh, th- their own uh, I- I- investment yeah which which would make sense as to why they might come to celebrities and being like hey we just want people to come over and use as much yeah, NFT where as possible where did it start the nba yeah yeah and uh, um, yeah that's yeah that's for sure and and you know if you can tell someone that they can buy you know, like I'm sure they have them as cheap as like I don't know, fifty bucks or something, which is right, insane. Yeah. But if you tell them that the upward potential of you know Bitcoin is yeah. there, so like I I've been reading that like Bitcoin is going to be the MySpace of social media. <clears throat> it is going to be the MySpace of uh, uh, cryptocurrencies. Like it's going to be the first one. It's going to be the one that most everyone knows. It's going to set the standard for how people want to use social media. Then someone's going to make it better, and they're going to find out a way to make it easier for everyone to use, and yeah. it's going to be already, cooler. Yeah, and then they're going to kill Bitcoin as a collapse to, uh, to drive so into so another. Stupid. Can yeah, we yeah. just go back to satchels of gold coins? <laughs> <laughs> so Tory Lanez and Kings and Leon <laughs> vague dollar amounts yeah um, Tory Lanez and Kings of Leon are selling NFTs so basically artists are selling music as NFTs and making millions yeah yeah and it says that Ethereum is currently the leading blockchain service for NFT um, however there is a range of other blockchains that are becoming increasingly popular Binance Smart Chain Flowtron well here, US, here's Polkadot. where my problem is it's like when I was a kid unless I actually touch the boob is it is it really real do they yeah. exist yeah maybe because I'm 41 part of that weird you know age group like who yeah. enjoys technology but still has some old school tendencies none of it exists this is, none of it's real this is what's interesting it says that each blockchain has its own separate NFT token standard so if you have a NFT on the Ethereum blockchain service, you're not going to be able to trade that 
or you might eventually, but it won't be worth at a different it. rate. Right, it'll be at a different rate. So That's, all of a sudden, you're 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 not only creating a new currency, you're creating a market within the market, a caste system. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. The that's, guy in front of me at the gas station still paid for his Swisher Sweets in pennies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I mean, you, you didn't have to. Dude, you didn't have to call me out, but you could sit in. You could sit me down in front of it, and you with a chalkboard for eight hours and yeah. i would not understand a yeah, fucking word you're exactly talking about. well and, and, and i guess it's the same reason that we have a hard time like grasping like not grasping the concept but like understanding why people would find this valuable is the same reason as to why we you know the fiat currency system in general works like it, it makes more sense to me that blockchain would be about would be valuable because of its security and individual individual nature the minute you can duplicate or hack or manipulate blockchain, it loses all value. Well, right, I right, think right. the only thing that makes money valuable are the goods that's behind it. And the people, exactly. You know, the, 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 so the people technically have are the to ones give it value. that make, the, yeah, they're, For sure. they're right, the ones right, that make right. the value. And we all just decided this is what it is now. Exactly. Like, okay, but make it, make it easy. I don't know like how yeah. to make it easier to understand. There, For sure. This, so this is a part of the Great Reset. If if, if everybody remembers agenda, what we were talking agenda about. Agenda 2030. Hell yeah. yeah. Agenda 2030. We, I mean, we've talked about this for a while. The Great Reset They have a fucking trailer a for it on the, the Renaissance. Their yeah. website. Yeah. They do. They're, I mean, they li they're literally, they're, they're telling you exactly theory. how, it, it's, not how it's going theory. to go. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's out there. Yeah, that's what nuts. it is. It's yeah, it's, it, it's a conspiracy theory for the people that don't want to believe, and yeah. they believe that everything yeah. is it, it, the government's here to help you. And and it's Since less when it's it's less exactly. what they want to believe, unless they want to know. Like it's like it's it's uh like first of all, um, we're gonna do an episode on this, so I don't want to go into too awful much of it. But uh uh, uh HBO has a uh, Q documentary. Six part cute dude, you have to watch. Oh my god, it's two, six the part first. The first two episodes have already come out. The third one comes out tonight, yeah. and they have to give it to you episode by episode because you need to watch each one a couple times to get all the shit. Like, like the, there's little pieces of information. Like this guy's been following Q and documenting his experience with Q since like 2018, 2018. Right? Yeah, and so like before we ever really knew about it or what it was, before the public ever even knew about it, before any of it kind of culminated in you know January six or whatever. Like it's it's incredible. I've watched the first two episodes i've learned more about like it goes into the history of uh like two chan four chan eight chan it's very uh, you use the word objective yes it really is mm -hmm. yeah. like because i think q is a bunch of wackadoos um but i also don't like the idea of a documentary coming out about a conspiracy theory and it clearly being appointed these people are idiots this is all bullshit yeah. hillary clinton is one side best like I just I right. you very one sided is yeah. what I was rambling <laughs> around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's this isn't. That's yeah. the hard part about you is because they, I mean, well, I don't know if it was directly they, but they were behind um, some some pretty heavy things as far as you know not wanting children to be murdered or raped Eat, or yeah. whatever raped. you want to say. Sure, and and adrenochrome. Yeah, and right. and how is uh, adrenochrome a mainstream thing that people know about now? Yeah. How well, is that? That's fucking well, crazy. They know the term. They most people don't even They don't understand it. the term. Yeah. But speaking of Yeah, but of I'm that, hearing fucking Nikki Glaser just ran and and Whitney Cummings just say you know, adrenochrome. I'm yeah. like, she's gotten weird. Fuck? Yeah. Whitney Cummings. She's always been fucking yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, she you sit, a, yeah, you sit in that house the whole time. You have a doll of yourself sitting in that house. 
and then your best friend is a gay guy and all you do is run around and do yeah it's weird well yeah. and she did a like a whole sigil for her birthday like yeah. she recorded she it whole... and put it on instagram well you think she looks so young she and got so some did... of that drinking crown you know that so did um no, i think she so did uh one of those things called that rogan's all about the uh fuck i forget what they're called the mushrooms? me undies <laughs> yeah <laughs> flashlights greens uh yeah <laughs> Hey guys, I want to take a second and remind you to check out our friends over at AJS Designs Boutique, where they make gifts for the ones that you love the most. They're awesome. They make anything from bow holders for your little girl to hat holders for your little man, shadow boxes, and so much more. They even make art display signs to show off your little Picasso's masterpieces. All the items are customizable. They're easy and fun to work with. Come up with a gift that's special for you or anyone that you love. Follow and like them on Instagram and their Etsy shop at AJS Designs Boutique and at AJS Designs on Pinterest. They just made some awesome stickers for us that we're so excited to get out to you guys. So again, follow them on Instagram and their Etsy shop at AJS Designs Boutique and at AJS Designs on Pinterest. But now, now speaking of adrenochrome, the fucking shoes... From Lil, oh, from Lil yes. Nas X. Yes, Has absolutely. actual human blood in them. Oh, yeah. I saw this. It's not a lot. I mean, it's a drop of human blood, but Jesus yeah, Christ. I mean, a drop is a drop lot of human shoes. blood in, in a yeah, shoe. Yeah. yeah, I feel like, I mean, first of all, if we want to talk about the amount of blood that's been shed over fucking Nikes, we can have that conversation. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking nuts. Uh, Kiss did that with an album. Did they really? Yeah. yeah, they got their blood and they, so they this is the, pressed it into an album. This is the Kiss version of of, of this generation. Which makes so sense. There's, shoes. There's 666 shoes that'll be made, which 666. Doesn't he have tits now? Who? <laughs> that was a Photoshop. Lil was Nas that X? A Photoshop job? Yeah, that okay. was a, that, yeah, that, I can't believe Burt Kreischer thought that uh, Lil Nas X actually I got. I mean, I, I have you seen the, the music video? Oh my God, man! It is it is out uh, of control. Yeah, but he had one. He he did a one hit wonder, and he milked it for everything it's worth. Yep. So yep. he had no choice but to just go over the top because well, now yeah. he has the influence. That's that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, but I don't think he's really taken as seriously as he thinks he's actually being taken. I think more people yeah. are laughing at him than with him. I mean, I mean, you're with Miley Cyrus. How many people? She has some serious, crazy, wacko fans, but more people still laugh at her than they do with her. I don't think they care because they get paid. That's, yes. that's yeah, the whole that's thing legit. about it. They, they got this money behind it, and so they yeah. create these kind of things. But 666 shoes are, yeah. are being made. Um, Luke 1018 is on the soul of it, which says that I I've saw the devil coming down on... Or I saw I've I've seen Satan coming down on a lightning from 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 heaven. Um, the blood is in the soul of the shoe, obviously the soul. Jesus yeah. Christ, um, and it's coming out on three twenty nine Passover. So I mean, everything about this is ritual and occult. Yeah. In, well, and in and nature. so here's and so here's uh, the the thing that is so interesting, and and one of the reasons I wanted to bring up the um, Q documentary is in the later episodes like they kind of talk about what like their goal is with the documentary in the first episode and one of and one of them is how has this made its way from just anonymous posts online to this layer of you know the distributors and then to the public and then now how is this stuff being seen so much like people talk mm -hmm. about how they can't see the letter q without thinking they can't see the number 17 without thinking about it they can't hear about the storm or the plan without yeah. you know thinking about that and that how these symbols and stuff have kind of through that conspiracy culture marketing um are you know 
just just used for that um you know like maybe have an intention only in marketing however I don't think that the powers that be, the dark powers, whatever, the dark magic, give a fuck why you're doing it. Mm-mm. It's the fact that you are. It's and the intention like, and the in, in or yeah. I'm sorry, it's the in intention, and that intention is directed towards that entity, yeah, of, or and whatever it is that you're that you believe in, yeah, or pray and, to. yeah, and, and it's like, yeah, it's like this. So, so he may be doing all of this ironically to make people think, and also like Nike. First of all, that is uh, they said they didn't have anything to do with this. Okay, this is a that's what how, my next question was. This is a um, collaboration with a group called Mischief, and it's spelled M S C H F, I think. Like it's a, it's so, like a so wrong acronym or something of, oh, of some like sort. Knees, so knees, so, so I, I don't know exactly what it's correctly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Nike said that they didn't have anything to do with it. That this is a collaboration. Your logo's on it. I was about to say your logo's yeah. on it. Bullshit. Yeah. You have nothing and, to do and with it. And also, your logo is a ring of Saturn. Right. And you have a shoe about Satan. Like you see like, the pentagram right on the, the shoe. Like it's, on the it's a ritual. The shoe itself is a ritual. You put this shoe on, and the the whatever intention that you have in life is going to be directed yeah. towards whatever and, this shoe was made for. And, you know, to the dead mans out there that are like, yeah, but this is just to make you talk about this in this way. Duh, 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 duh. Like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it is. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that if that those that do believe in this power of stuff, um, while they might do it ironically, does have effect. You know what I mean? Actions do have, you know, counteractions. Well, the and so, the reality know. is that a lot of people don't really want to admit is that there are a lot of people that take that shit very very seriously yeah yeah and i mean like believing in the that this blood has power and then witchery and all that shit there's a lot of people that the placebo take that very seriously and worship and and do legit satanic worship and stuff like that because it's that's what that's their christianity that's their Mm -hmm. church like there's a lot of people and that's and that's voodoo you know what i mean is 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 you know like if you convince someone that you put a hex on them they're gonna have a bad time because they believe they're under a hex whether whether you just went oogity boogity at them or not it's called the nocebo nike Nike can't do anything about this Uh -uh. yeah it's the same it's the same way if if when you go to greenwood mall and you buy another pair of different shoes that's been altered and so the blood's coming from that streetwear people. Oh, so so these shoes were bought and then modified yeah. after the fact. Gotcha. Ah, okay. That makes sense. See, I, I'm sitting here thinking like they sent you this and you made it with your logo on it. How can you not be involved? Gotcha. If they were bought and then modified for resale after, that makes a little bit more sense. Um, but yeah, no, and and you know, uh, and sure, yeah, maybe it is just a marketing ploy, and that the people doing it are just like, yeah, no, the devil's hot right now, like you know, it's for sure a marketing ploy. But yeah, is well, it yeah. only that? Is, is it only question. that? Is is the question? And it's like you know, sure, you know, the Occam's Razor says it's probably nothing, but at the same time, for those that do take it seriously, someone could someone could buy these thinking that they're getting the power of Satan, and you know. Uh, you know, do some, you know, have a bad day in Atlanta. Like, Could what you the imagine fuck? being a poor kid and that's your hand-me-down shoe? <laughs> <laughs> you know, your brother was really in goth and he yeah. he's like, well, <laughs> we don't have the money, so you're going to worry. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they cost $1,018. And they're going to end Luke, up on a thrift store shelf. <laughs> Devil came down to Goodwill. 
Looking for a soul to steal. Yeah. And I looking, think looking for two souls to steal. Because <laughs> it's two shoes. He was uh, in a bind. He was way behind. And he... Took Lil Nas X. Yeah. And he needed to run for real. He had, um, to, do, he had to do something. I mean, he ran that other song into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. 27 million views, though, on the, on the, um, the one where he's twerking with the CGI devil. Yeah, it's called Montero or yeah. something like that. Interesting. $1,018. I wonder what... Can you multiply 1,018 by 666, please? Mm-hmm. Just it stands for that, Luke 1018. Oh, gotcha. That would... Okay. Um, Which, again, the intention... Like, it's all over the shoe. Yeah. Everything. Like, you, I don't know how much more intention you need. And you don't have to be religious to believe in just the manipulation of energy. Yeah. It, right. Energy can be changed in i mean your your thoughts um the I'm a, wind i mean dude I'm, I'm a big proponent of the making your own reality thing to a degree i like sure. yeah you know uh, the, based on what you control yeah what you can yeah, control what and i you know there's absolutely i think scientific evidence that can show that you know people give themselves uh, give themselves side effects mm-hmm. of illnesses they don't even have because they believe they have it I purely believe that I think most people die of cancer because they're told they're going to die of cancer. Yeah, I, I mean that's lot, yeah. dude. I, I think that was a huge thing in COVID. I think that was I, a, that was a huge part of COVID. I, personally, I okay. This is a hundred percent from my own personal experience. Yeah. Um, but I would feel fine. I'd be absolutely fine. But whenever I started listening to a podcast that started talking heavily about. Uh, about covid and all that my 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 brother who i live with right now started talking about getting covid and all this stuff dude my chest would get just tight dude mm-hmm. yeah like i would start thinking i was like breathing heavily yeah i it uh, would just come to me like out of nowhere because it was being talked about and i yeah. was really thinking about it and i started second guessing yep. everything that was going on inside my body and I could feel it. I could feel myself changing. Yeah. I, I had acid reflux, and I, I didn't know that's what it was. But I, I think oh, yeah. BJ was explaining it Take a, a couple episodes ago. <laughs> but I thought like it was my, my chest felt weird. It was heavy. It was like sharp pains. And I was like, oh, I was like, babe, I think I got the COVID. She was like, what? She was like, just text the nurse next door. You always do this shit. So I text the nurse and she was like, what did, what did you have for breakfast? And I said, milk and a pop shot. <laughs> and she said, yeah, that sounds like acid. And I was like, what? I thought, I thought milk helped with acid. And she goes, no, no, no. It makes it oh, worse. Oh, no. Dairy makes oh, it yeah. worse. Yeah, I had no yeah, idea. Sure. But Lact- yeah. Lactose is not good that for was like, That was in like April, like mm. right in yeah. the heart of yeah. the whole COVID thing. So it was just everything was just like, oh, shit. I just coughed three times. Dude, I have psyched myself out. Wait, every time I sneeze now. I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Like every time. My and, son's always like, you got the COVID. And I'm done with it. <laughs> and I'm just done with it. Like, dude, wearing, like, and whatever. I don't give a fuck. This is, masks are over. Well, the mandate's I, supposed to come up. Yeah, apparently. dude. But, like, wearing a mask around Walmart makes, like, physically makes me uncomfortable. Dude. Yeah. I can, like, feel it like it it has a negative effect yes. on my mind and my body yeah like, and it i just think that, does and, and, yeah. and i think that that is has nothing to do with politics yeah. or anything well think about the black plague like think about all of the times in history that were, i don't want to like, think about the black plague because then i'm going to think i have it <laughs> that's the whole point of this conversation 
<laughs> well, and but they all had masks. Like yeah. they all had some type of oh, the Spanish, sure. the, the, altered the Spanish flu. They had. You could see them. They all had the yeah. weird. What was the one where they had the long noses? Was that? Oh, the that, black, that was a black, black plague. plague. Was a black yeah, plague. Yeah. Those are the creepiest. Yeah, masks like that's just the Italian doctor mask. Do you know why they were that long? They would fill them with herbs that they thought filtered the air before they breathed it, and, and so ah. and so in order to hold all the herbs, they had to put these big long noses on there so they could just be in front of their. I noses. thought they were just really anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> well, people think the Black Plague was the most dangerous disease of them all, and it wasn't. There was far further. Well, diseases. and and like um, I I think that yeah I, I think there is a psychological effect to the masks, not only the having to regulate and like the conflict arisen from it that you know probably caused more back and forth spitting of saliva yelling at someone trying to put their mask on than then you know <laughs> them just going in there quietly and getting their shit and leaving you know what i mean like like um it, and you know i i think that there is a psychological psychological aspect to there's a big psychological proponent to all this oh absolutely and and when <laughs> you and like now they're saying what like 90 percent of the people that were on ventilators didn't make it mm-hmm. like like you know that um, wasn't the treatment and how they much, figured that out early on. And yeah. how much money did hospitals get for them ventilators for yeah. for for, for putting like, people on the ventilator? Yeah, thirty three. It was like thirty three grand or something. And Interesting. Thirty three. No, thirteen. I, I, I think it was. I it was thirteen, and then it was. I mean, even more it, interesting. It, 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 it was thirteen for every COVID patient, and thirty nine for if oh, they were on a ventilator. I did. But, I thought I had heard thirty three, and I was like, that's a number to land on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they uh, they uh, it was just they tripled it for oh, okay. if you needed a ventilator. But um, I did hear some interesting information regarding that 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 money was um like like that that wasn't the same across the board that's like kind of right. the max of some of the biggest hospitals um were getting paid but you know and 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 again there's an interesting conversation to be had there for sure but like um yeah i i think that the 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 fear of um being isolated in a hospital and and especially for those people that are isolated in a hospital their family cannot come see them like you know i you probably watched the brewer episode jim brewer episode of yeah. uh yeah and and we talked about this about you know his his friend that was a a big guy on covid uh, had covid and um they w- took him in the hospital and they were treating him and they you know considered him brain dead but what happened was he stroked out because they didn't give him his uh, his his uh, high blood pressure medication, and he stroked out because he was being treated for um, for something and not treated for other stuff that he had, right. and um, that his family was having to say goodbye to him over Zoom call, which, like which the, they had already pronounced him dead. If you think about it, also that fear could translate into the doctors, and that may have been why they miss they miss uh, was was not treating him the right way. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and that's a great point. Fear that oh my god, this this patient has another COVID. COVID patient. Yeah, am I going to get it? Is it going to spread to like? Am I going to lose my job? Yeah, Just all these different things that are coming up. Like it and, creates and at what point so much have, hysteria. Well, and at, at what point do you have COVID blinders on? Yeah, and that's almost what you're looking for. Sure, absolutely, mm-hmm. and and you know, the, and here's the thing: is people say that sort of thing about conspiracy culture, and I think that right. that sort of concept can be to anything. anything. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're, you know, yeah, exactly, and, and I think that I've decided. I, uh, uh, a month ago, I made the decision. I'm like, someday, I want like my like big, big car purchase that I want to get someday. I would love a Toyota 4Runner. Like a sport model Toyota 4Runner, mm-hmm. I would love one. one of the best I have cars not out. stopped seeing Toyota 4Runners since. Yeah, yep. it's when a, I bought yeah. a Jeep. 
That's and all you see. I, and then I bought a Lexus. It's an 006. It's not a newer one. I bought it back in 2018. I never seen one ever in my life. And now I see one every Everywhere. day. Yeah. There's, there's a scientific term for that. I, I cannot. Simulation. It's called devil worship, folks. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> simulation. Yeah. yeah. No, but like once you. It's it's so weird because I do jujitsu and before I did jujitsu, I never never like met anybody that did jujitsu. Now that I do it, it's like everywhere I go. Oh shit, you do how long you train? Blah, blah. It's like a yeah. whole thing. Like everywhere we go, it's yeah, it's it's a it's you know it, like it it literally is the placebo effect. Like like that's what that's that's just kind of what the non medical term for a lot of what religion and ritual is, and it's it is is it's the placebo effect. If you believe that you going to church on Sunday and giving ten percent of your income to Christ, you know, makes you. Uh, not a bad person for you, you know whatever abuse and shit that you've done in your life like you know it okay you know what i mean but like if, if you're the type of person that's like fuck all religion i don't need to do anything like even even atheists know what they believe even atheists believe in not believing like that's the biggest thing about <laughs> yeah it, and it's like you know like it's it, it's one of those it's one of those things and if you believe the medicine you're taking is helping you then sure enough it is if you believe it is helping you then but if you also on the opposite side of that if you believe you're going to die and everyone around you and you're watching a, a CNN ticker in your hospital bed showing you the death rates and all your are the death every numbers day. not the death rates if they showed you the death rates you'd feel a lot more confident yeah. if, if, but they show you death numbers and that looks like a lot because you know it it, it is a lot um uh but like yeah if you're sitting there in that and you're you know super sick and you're not on a ventilator yet you're gonna think in your mind any minute now any, any minute, minute now yeah, yeah. and and that you know kind of becomes its own self-fulfilling prophecy and it's you know that's that's how i spent most of my life growing up was I a mean, huge pessimist and then and, and once i got out of it it was so much better yeah, yeah oh for sure and that's why you know that's why i won't tell people to find religion i'll tell them to find their their well that's why there's hell hope, because that you know because they can create a hell in you then if you believe yeah. in oh, it, was hell. All, it was just awful like, yeah I wonder if there was some sort of mad, some like dark magic to all this, where like they gave the mass population an idea in their head, and the collective conscious brought this into existence. I to think a degree. that I yeah. think that is I think that is the, the most wackadoo shit I've ever said. But still, no, no thing about no, thing about. I think thing, that's what Freemasonry's built. The thing on. about if you have a husband and wife, and you walk in, and you and you know you you just bring up a concept that's no's gonna that can escalate into like the worst argument ever. Yeah, and you just drop it and like have a great day, guys. I'll see you. Hey, uh, I'll go ahead and let myself out, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Is he right? Is he right?" And all of a sudden that, and I'll, yeah, no, I've seen that happen before. Yeah. Like, hey, watch this. I'm gonna say something that's gonna set them off, yeah. and then we're gonna watch. <laughs> yeah, that's and, beautiful. You know, yeah. and, and how and much of this was maybe just a fucking test to yeah. see. To see what you know, what happens, and, I mean, I, and now we're being rewarded with checks because I went to work every day. I did. I had to work every day. Yeah, like I didn't get to stay home. Nothing. We had to go out and work every day. Same. I never lost my job throughout any of that. Yeah, I mean, and that so, sounds bad. I'm not bragging. Uh, I just, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I was still working. Yeah, we were essential. Considered telecommunications is considered essential, right? Yeah. So we were in the field every day. And then none, none of my people got sick. None of my people got COVID except for one person in a year got COVID. One positive test in the hospital in a year. Nine stores times four employees, three or four employees. Think about how many employees this is. For a year, only one person yeah. out of a whole year. And, and we, also... In that case, we should have had a lot of people sick. And I, I literally made out with someone this year 
Oh, and congrats, two Brock. days later, thank you. And two days later, <laughs> two days later, they text me saying that they're having heavy COVID symptoms and that I need to be made aware because you know. And so uh, the tonguing. Um, <laughs> Did you just tell them that's the effect that after being around you? <laughs> that's yes. usually what happens, baby. Yeah. yeah. Hey, just <laughs> tell me if it starts itching. Um, and so it's your weird smell. And so I and so I called my doctor and was like, Hey, should well, you know? Here's the situation. Do I need to go in and get a test? Because it was at that time that like tests weren't as you know they they really right. weren't as rapid as they said they are, and they're just in limited supply. So I was just like, I don't need. I don't want to go use someone's test if I'm. I'm not showing any symptoms at all. And and they said, yeah, if you can go 10 days and not show any symptoms, then I think you're okay. I went the 10 days, showed no symptoms. Yeah. And, you know, I've been doing... Uh, I've been out and about people since this whole thing started. I can't be out, not out and about with people, even if it's hanging out with my friends or going to the going to the bar to do a show or whatever. We didn't. Like, plus, we didn't miss a show here. We didn't miss a show here. We did not. And it's like outside of like a vacation or and or and something. and no one in my household got COVID. No one here either. My, no my, one that I know. Of. I live with my my brother got COVID. Yeah, and, and I, we we live in the same house and like and you didn't. Yeah, in the same tiny two bedroom apartment. Sure. I mean, I've. Got a pretty gnarly sinus infection that probably could have been COVID, but I didn't get tested, so maybe I had it. Exactly, but, you know, and, but, and that's the other side of this. I was fine, and that's the point. And uh, you know, there's there, there's so many stories about people uh, who go who went to the. Uh, 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 like speed rapid test. It said they were positive. They go to and the hospital. They go to the hospital and they test it negative. Our, our our job will not take a rapid test. Yeah, and there are a lot, a lot of doctors lot of that don't either. Don't. But does the news have that? Does the news accept the rapid <laughs> test numbers? I the, guarantee they do. Yeah. I, HR said you can get a rapid test, but we prefer you to also do a rapid test and do a regular test that comes back in seventy two. It, wasn't yeah. there the guy that invented the fucking test was like, "Hey, this is not great," and then he died. Like, well, and and one of the one of the first one of the first rounds of those tests tests that came out you had like an eighty percent false positive. I I vaguely heard something about it, but yeah, I don't know why everyone skirt past that. The guy that invented the what is it mRNA? No, not mRNA. That's the vaccine. The specific test. What's the test? Oh, the nasal PCR. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, I think it's that's some, what it's called. Point. Yeah, the guy that invented that test was like, "This is not the. This isn't good." And then he like died like Excellent. in 2019. Yeah. Shut your mouth, guy. This this yeah. stuff works. It's perfect. It, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And he said something about it. It obviously works for what it's meant for, but apparently for the... I don't remember what... It, for coronaviruses, he was like, this isn't what you yeah. want. Yeah, February 1st, 2021, Dr. Brooks earned his doctorate in microbiology. Uh, creator of the first COVID-19 saliva test dies at 51. Damn. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a... There are a lot of weird things. There are a lot of psychological things like going on. And, I and you know, I hate the... Uh, the you, you know, I, I hate that this is true, but like... Real pandemics don't need to. You don't need to be reminded of a pandemic. Like, like it's 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 one also, that they're like throwing around the term pandemic. They're not using it correctly. A pandemic is a virus that crosses borders. Sure, that's a pandemic. They're using the term pandemic, and they need to be saying epidemic. Yeah, but this isn't an epidemic. Yeah, because if it was, and there would be, and again, this is. I sound like some fucking. Dude yelling at Walmart, but like, dude, there's not, but there's, yeah. there's no, bo there were never bodies dropping in the street. Yeah. There were not piles of bodies. Like, as soon as that was not the case in your small local town, 
we'd be like, uh, all right, I think we're, I think this is not yeah. what the news is saying. It's sure. just this was so hammered mm-hmm. into being the worst thing that is ever going to befall humanity, and then it wasn't, and then and they, they made sure that it was, and like, they, yeah, and then yeah. they never corrected course. Yeah, how, how many Jim Brewer cases did we have? Oh, like, absolutely. You know, that guy who almost. Almost died yeah. because they gave him the they didn't give him the medicine. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, how I, many people didn't get caught? And I and I guess that I didn't even go to say the end of that story. So this guy was a, they they called him brain dead, and his family was saying goodbye to him over Zoom call. And before like pulling the plug, they had to decide to pull the plug, not just say goodbye, but they had to decide to pull the plug via Zoom call. Um, uh, someone who either works at the hospital or is or is close friends with them was like, you know what? Before anyone does anything. Let me send in my buddy who's a specialist to go take a look at him. And he went in there and immediately was like, you need to, first of all, give this man his, he's had a stroke. He's not brain dead. Mm. He's had a stroke. He's dehydrated and he needs to uh, see his family. His family's coming in here. They need to see him. And they're like, well, we can't. And they're like, well, what's keeping you safe? What makes you safe to live in here? Like his family needs to be in here. And within just, you know, like what, three weeks of his family coming in regularly and getting the proper hydration and and having the proper treatment for his condition that they kind that they, yeah, he may have had COVID, but that's not the main treatment for his cocktail of conditions, which everyone had a cocktail of conditions. That's not what almost killed him. What almost killed him was lack of medication. And then the, the, whatever happened after that. Absolutely. And so, you know, by being treated properly, and knowing that those other conditions exist, getting his family in there, giving him some inspiration, and having direct love and human contact with the people that you love the most will start to make you feel better. And and so he was walking, he was up and moving around within a week, and within three weeks he was going home. Like, yeah. And they had called him Braintead and was going to make his family pull the plug over a phone. And it's like, how many cases did that where no one questioned it? Because... You know the the people working at the hospital are learning as they go. That they're not used to this, and so they're just taking guidance from the higher up the pyramid. And you know the people at home are doing the exact same thing. They're googling or they're watching Anthony Fauci or they're you know watching what whatever they can to you know um, uh, uh, take. Oh, this guy also requested hydroxychloroquine, but you couldn't get it in New Jersey. uh, In New Jersey, in New Jersey, they they wouldn't allow you to get it. And New and New Jersey was thought to be one of the most corrupt as in this, how they were treating the the whole covid dude this thing. whole fucking situation is just an embarrassment in the history for the history of the world with, and our country with the technology so that we have like just they, they were so not prepared or they were acting like we weren't like yeah. i don't there was so much fuckery yeah. on both sides of everything oh yeah similar absolutely. to 911 if you ask me yeah because it's something that no one really knew how to respond to and the only way that anyone in that political realm knows how to respond is how does this work for me how does this how do work out fingers? for me and how does it hurt them if i can help me and hurt them at the same time then even better but if it's going to do anything it's got to help me and so which comes know, back to like what how we were I don't remember if we were recording when we were talking about this, whatever, but, uh, when you said 
oh, the government just wants to take care of us. It's just like, since fucking when? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't. They 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 don't want to take care of us, but they do want us to want to be taken care of. Right. And that's, and that's a weird sort of dichotomy, because you're totally right, because like ultimately there's so little fucks given about the general public unless you have an ROI. It's like, like a dad that leaves your family. I hope my kid's okay, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, exactly. I'll show up when he's 18 and I don't have to do <laughs> shit anymore. And ask him to do things like, hey, you need to start paying taxes. Yeah, totally yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I For think, sure. I think this is another just example of the uh, system that has been used throughout history since the French Revolution of causing the problem, offering the solution. Absolutely. Yeah, well, and, and that's, you know, kind of goes hand in hand with the FDA. You know what I mean? They they decide what chemicals we can consume, which means that they green light the foods we eat, and they also green light the medicines that we take. Monsanto is owned by Bayer. Yes, they absolutely. They poisons and pesticides, and, and they and, control all of our food. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, and also Bill Gates is one of the largest single landowners of, uh, well, actually, I don't think he's one of the single largest. He just bought a massive amount of farmland uh, at the beginning of this year. Well, so, if you stop thinking about it like this, though, is we as we get older in the information age we find out a lot more about our history and and things like that but then i think there's people that muddy the waters to be like all right what what's real what's not for so sure. someone like us who critical think and look at things like well this makes sense a little bit yeah and then it's like okay then but if you but if you take someone like my mother and then my brother who who you know don't comprehend things real well i love you but yeah and then they're like you know did you read this yeah and i'm like uh i gotta go i got some tea boiling yeah my, my grandma can't hear <laughs> just gotta go my grandma cannot hear really and she doesn't turn on the closed captioning so she thinks that the world is burning every day when she, <laughs> she watches the news pictures. she only sees the images and the big headline at the bottom not the actual piece of the story so she gets these little bits and pieces so she'll call me and be like did you see that bear kill those children in the park it's like no i did hear about some children who helped save a bear that was caught in a tree at the park <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and and so I hear her on the phone with my mom every day talking about the news because that's the only thing that's on the TV at my house. She's like, "I love you, goodbye," fifteen times a day, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, and so, um, and so, yeah, she thinks she's the, she thinks the world is ending. All she she's just actually seeing trailers for Kong vs Godzilla. <laughs> Which Boy, looks things amazing. Are getting, yeah, yeah, that Sorry. does look pretty dope. No, I I saw that last night and it looks pretty. So there, insane. so so um. There was this TikTok. Yeah, I watch TikTok all the time. I find it hilarious. Yeah. But there's this video of this elderly gentleman who says, we're in a simulation, but how you can stay out of simulation is you swallow gum one time, once every seven years. He says, gum is indestructible. If you notice it, you can chew, chew, chew. It's the one thing that was created outside the simulation. And he was <laughs> he's dead serious. What in the fuck? Um because I, I know some will talk about it at another point, but I just popped in my head and I was We're like, I have, have to bring to. that video up. Interesting. Well, so it's not, not so that now, but so but yeah, it's an early gentleman. He's like, you have to eat gum. Swallow it. Don't swallow too much. At the end, he's like, it's not good for you. You know what's interesting? Because <laughs> they always tell you not to swallow gum. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he says they never tell you to swallow because gum was created outside of the matrix, basically the simulation. Oh it's, shit! It's the, so it's the top from inception so if you're constantly chewing it so if it's in your system they take you outside because every they say every seven years you're reprogrammed which i 
kind of think it's bullshit because my brain's been like. Well, I mean, this. they, they no, do say that you are you are biologically almost in, biologically yeah. every seventy years you change. But if you yeah, have yeah. the gum in the system that in your in your if they have the, if you have gum in your stomach or whatever in your system, they can't take you out, reprogram you because there's still an object in there that's not allowed outside of the simulation. Holy shit! So that's gum so never comes out. Hilarious. That's simple. Just gum. Just it's almost like that's one of my favorite new. That's original. Yeah, yeah that that's is a, original. Yeah, that's a great original conspiracy. The thing about uh, it, it's not, it's not like it's not like you have power to the new. You know, you have the yeah. the new codes or the matrix code. It's gum. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a thing that used to come in baseball cards. The destroy the simple. whole oh simulation yeah. theory is gum. Yeah, I mean shit, dude. You'd love the the villain character in. Uh, the movie that we're working on yeah yeah he's uh the like homeless guy character he's uh he's all about that this is you know uh there's puppet masters yeah he calls people sheep yeah <laughs> and yeah he said he had an experience where he was able to transcend reality and yeah you know see the strings that control the system pull back the curtain to see oz and guess what there is no oz there's not even a curtain <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Uh, now I'm excited to see this movie. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, uh, have had an absolute. Bo- how much? How long are you going, BJ? Uh, hour and twenty minutes. Hey, hell yeah, that was a good. You're over this time. That's a fun ep. Yeah, I, I knew we were going a little bit over. I knew. I knew. It was Not over. that there's a time yeah, limit. Yeah, no, I knew we were good. Um, <laughs> I got it right enough. Um, yeah, right. We know it's yeah. good unless we're like, hey, yeah, you got anything else over there? Yeah. <laughs> hey, how long we've we been going? He says 35 minutes ago. <laughs> fuck. Hey, oof. hey right. this is a special short episode. We'll be right back. Yeah, I tried that once with a drunk guest, yeah. and, and it and <laughs> it was super awkward. Do you, um, think, do you think that enough people listen to podcasts now, like comedy podcasts, that I could do this during a stand-up set? Uh, I had this thought the other day. Sorry to just, this is no. a weird left turn into whatever, yeah. but I just thought of it. Um, is during a stand-up set, like do a joke? laugh laugh dies down and goes all right uh just a uh, real quick uh this stand-up set is brought to you by me undies yes uh, that would be hilarious do, do a fake ad read in the middle of a stand-up set and then go right back into and jokes pull, and what that would be pull funny. out like pull out a note card i just, actually and just be, uh, <laughs> or, or a phone that would be yeah, even yeah. better i actually do have um a uh a sponsor um for this episode um I wish I would have pulled this up actually before. There's a good chance I'm not gonna be able to find this, uh, dude. I might wanna. Can you edit? Can you edit this part here? To like, if this takes a second. No, I mean, like I said, we can fill it in until you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're good. I mean, so I kind of want to see if Ben will do like some promos of the show or like some ads as like impressions. Do you, would you be down to do that if I sent you like a oh, little read to yeah, do? Yeah. Do yeah. like do do like a McConaughey reads but my you dates. Gotta, you got to remember though, the opening to the show is already almost five. Minutes. I know, and, 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 and <laughs> I wanna, that's my one note for this show uh, uh, is you really need to yeah. shorten up that intro. Yeah, I want I, to listen. I want to. Thirty five minutes into the intro, I'm like, a, a Rogan over here wants yeah. to have the words long as he's like, hey man, I'm gonna. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, see, so, so here's the thing. I definitely think the intro song uh, needs needs to be a little bit reworked. Uh, uh, just because I think every I think it 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 uh, uh, while it's awesome and and is uh, fantastic editing I think it puts a little bit too much leaning on the conspiracy side side of things when we come in which I think is great to touch on. Are you talking about the song or the the the, the Nick part? The Nick part. What. What are you talking about? You're talking about the conspiracy part. Well, I, I mean, yeah, because you edited those the, those mm-hmm. audio clips in there, which is cool and they're great, but I think that it makes people think that when they're coming into the show that it's nothing but a... 
right your conspiracy, conspiracy show podcast. a little bit just because that's the only audio that we had at that time like yeah. like like, like the, those were the clips we had to work with you know and it's like you know the, there that was all that we had at the time but like <laughs> why, is he, why is he talking to me like i'm gonna be offended or something we do no have... no, it's, no I'm, well, I'm just being honest with you like like that's why i want to update because we, we have more because we can shorten up the song and then rework that thing yeah but keep the end of it was like the the, the yes. ending is the best part yes that's that's super good that's my favorite part of it, i'm like thing. yes sir and then your voice starts i'm like i love that yeah so we uh, i do i do yeah there are parts of that intro i really do like it is like it's like over a minute though it's, it's pretty crazy yeah. uh we do have a sponsor for this episode of Uncle Buck's House, though. Oh, Yay. very cool. Yes, oh, we yeah. do have a sponsor, uh, and I have hooked it up with a promo code for your whole the whole shebang. So, listeners, um, this episode of Uncle Buck's House is brought to you by Doomsday brand sawed-off shotguns. In these uncertain times, society could collapse at any minute. Are you ready for the impending apocalypse? You can be with a Doomsday brand sawed-off shotgun. Sawed-off shotguns are convenient for taking down multiple close-range assailants, taking hostages, and make a stylish weapon for public executions to prove you're the alpha of your clan. (laughs) Making your own sawed-off shotgun can be a chore and usually involves breaking into your neighbor's garage or an abandoned warehouse to find a hacksaw and entirely sawing away, wasting valuable time that should be spent forging for food or siphoning gasoline from abandoned cars. Instead, let Doomsday do the work for you. Their laser-precision barrel cuts make for better chest-exploding accuracy, and Doomsday (laughs) guarantees no barrel clogs, so the gun doesn't explode when you fire it, injuring your hands and leaving you defenseless against the cannibals. Doomsday sawed-off shotguns come in customizable colors and patterns you can design on their website. That's cool. Making your sawed-off shotgun unique to you and give you a sense of self as each passing day brings on new horrors and the life you once knew fades away. And for a limited time, take advantage of their Book of Eli package, which comes with their very own brown leather trench coat and, of course, a Braille Bible. Do the the apocalypse the right way with a doomsday. Go online to uh, doomsdayshotguns.com backslash Uncle Buck's house and enter promo code CHESTWOUND for 20% off your first purchase <laughs> oh man hell yeah well shout out to doomsday we appreciate the sponsorship um get put in that what's the promo code chest wound chest wound hell yeah that'll blow your socks off <laughs> tell you what it's so good blow your uh, back out. but yeah no i think uh God, i i we've we've had a good time man i think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up yes um sorry for no, you're good. You're good. a long app. No, you're fine. No, it's fun. It's a good time. We got in here a little earlier than normal. Yeah, I'm down with it. It's a good yeah, time. You guys are great. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, being. twice. We should make it thrice at some yes, point in the future. Yes, for sure. But Certainly especially will. before you leave for Austin, we'd love to. We'd love to get you gonna back be, in. Yeah. Um, we'll try. It's gonna be a sad day. You're you're a good guest, dude. You guys got to I'm telling you, Austin. I I believe in what they're trying to do down there. Yeah. I really think within three years that place is going to be the comedy hub of the U S. Yeah, I, I agree. I want, I want to get in in these first few months when it's really busting Hell yeah. up. Because, uh, but but yeah, I think we got a lot of good plans down there. I got, dude, I got some good original characters I'd love to come on and do on the show. Hell yeah, and, for uh, sure, man. Yeah, this, this is good stuff. Maybe we'll uh, see what we need to do about maybe bringing the show to Austin for an episode or I'm two. I'm telling you, you guys just move out there. When the sea, I'm telling you. I got, I got I my mother-in-law there for, out there. I lived there for seven months. There you go. For he, work. Has, he has experience. You've got a mother-in-law. He's, you know, what you got going on? He wants to <laughs> you know, come. Move, move, move out, move out to Austin. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's do it's it going to be the hub for sure. It's, it's going to be, be the hub. hub no They're doubt. Up the, the cave in the creek out of New York just moved out there yep. under the hilarity. The reopening Cap the City. Opening Cap City. Rogan's under the helium, right? Club, under helium. Yep. Yeah, like, dude. Rogan's four room club is going to be insane, it's, dude. I know. Do you think he's going to call it the Comedy Store? No, you, you, I can't. don't think you can by law. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know what he's going to call it. That's I. I almost in my head, I was like, I wonder if he would call it Mitzi's. But mm. I feel like he'd have to get permission to do that. Just I'm sure he would have permission. I yeah, I feel like if anyone has permission to name a comedy club Mitzi's, it'd be Joe Rogan. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I know it's it's going to be a similar setup to the comedy Marshalls. Store. There's no way he opens Ooh. one and it's not. Even though there's a Marshalls, Marshalls you just spell it differently. Yeah, like is the. Yeah, no, I I uh, I like that a lot. Um, but well, y'all, what if he named it a really like hacky club name like Gutbusters, <laughs> <laughs> he names it like a shitty yeah, comedy yeah. club name. Yeah, here's uh, uh jokesters. <laughs> here's uh, uh crackers. Um, yeah, that's a really hacky, hacky name. Yeah. I'll never chuckles work that club. and butts. <laughs> 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 Oh, uh, shits and giggles. Um, but it's spelled like S C H. Yeah, yeah. Shits and giggles. Shits and giggles. Um, but y'all, thanks so much for coming to hang out. Ben, tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me at Ben Howard Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. And there's a Facebook page that I don't pay attention to. Um, but yeah, mostly Instagram. I don't post that much. Social media is the devil. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but you can, uh, yeah, you can, <laughs> you can catch me at shows when I'm there. Um, or, you know, come into a screen near you at some point. There you go. Um, and Nick, tell people where they can find you, bud. In Oaks 55, all social media. All righty. Y'all can find the podcast at Uncle Buck's Podcast uh, or at Uncle Buck's House Podcast. Um, or actually, shit, it's at Uncle Buck's Podcast. I suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at Uncle Buck's House. And uh, yeah, uh, I've got some shows coming up, so check out my social media for those dates. Um Every Tuesday, I'm doing trivia at Kettletop Brewhouse as well. And don't forget, Sarah Huntington is coming back to uh, Kettletop Brewhouse on April 7th for the uh, Uncle Buck's Comedy Hour. Then we have the hilarious Mike Wells coming in. Um, Mike Wells. Uh, yeah, our uh, buddy over yeah, from, uh, from Dayton. Uh, you may talk to him about coming over on that show. Um, yeah. April the 21st. That's my uh, birthday. That, are you serious? Yes. Dude. I gotta oh, come. Shit. I gotta yeah. come. You yeah. have to. Yeah. I'll roll down with Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Hell yeah. We're gonna have to make a party out of it. And it's you know the four twenty week and do what you will. Um, Can you text me early if we need to do a show on that day? Yeah. Like not at like one in the morning. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's about as early as it or gets. Or just send me a video of all you guys together. <laughs> that, that is true. That is one a.m. is like as early as it yeah, gets. Yeah, I thought I was considering it the next day, but early. <laughs> Dude, he, send me a video of you guys. Be like, hey, we'll be down here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, no, that uh, that will be a lot of fun on April 21st. And uh, y'all, thanks so much for hanging out and have a good day. We're going to go out to the Ides of March by Vehicle. Nope, good old track from the 70s. Oh, Vehicle by Ides. Uh, uh, is it Ides of March? Songs Vehicle. Vehicle is the name of the song. Okay, there we go. Hi, all right. This hot track from the 1970s. It's Vehicle by the Ides of March. <laughs> Inside my car I got pictures, got candy I'm a lovable man And I can take you to the nearest star I'm your vehicle, baby I'll take you anywhere you wanna go I'm your vehicle, woman By now I'm sure you know That I love you, I don't need you I want you, got to have you
March is back, the march we all deserve. So let's make up for lost time. With more guaranteed takes from the group thread, more 12s over 5s, mascots over logic. Oh, and the best part, making someone like you a millionaire. Welcome back, March. Everyone gets a free shot at a million dollars when they bet the tournament on FanDuel. Game's on. FanDuel. And I'm like, 